This episode is brought to you by Major Spoilers VIP members. VIP stands for very important people, and their small monthly contributions ensure that this podcast remains free for all of you. If you would like to become a bronze, silver, or gold VIP member, go to members.majorspoilers.com for more information. I sure do thank you for your support. Now, here's your show. The Major Spoilers podcast covers news, reviews, and of course spoilers, and goes into detail about the topics discussed. So, if you haven't read, listened, or watched the items they talk about, you might want to come back later. I'm Matthew. I'm Rodrigo. And I'm Steven, and you're listening to the Major Spoilers Podcast, the podcast for pop culture and comic fans. In this issue, make your voice heard on our next TPB. Check in with Flash and the JSA. Rodrigo's got a detective from a UFO, plus power-ups and the logical weirdness and the return of Opus. But will it be a triumph or a slap in the face? Ah, heck, why not be both? The month of July can bake your brain, offer not valid in all areas, so sit back, grab a cold one, and join us for another edition of the wild and wacky world of pop culture and comics, because the Major Spoilers Podcast is on the air. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Major Spoilers Podcast, issue number 634. So glad that you could join us this week as we talk about... uh Everything going on, and no, not everything. Let's be honest. We can't talk about everything that's going on in the world Roughly of uh, comic books and pop culture, but we can talk about a lot of things. Uh, why don't we start off by talking about Bloom County is back now? Uh, Berkeley breath, breathed, breathed, <laughs> breathed. Kind of surprised a lot of people when he went onto his Facebook page about two weeks ago and posted him uh, working in front of the computer and saying, "Ah, it feels good to be back," which mm-hmm. got a lot of people speculating. Oh, is he coming back with? With Bloom County, and then sure enough, the next day, Opus wakes up from his dream that he was in when he was in uh, the Opus series. And, <laughs> and uh, Outland, too, I think. I think wasn't uh, Outland was first, and then Opus was second. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, it's been 25 years for the Penguin. And now it's uh, time to get readjusted to the world. And uh, I think it's been like every other day or every couple of days that he's been running a strip, and today, Tuesday, the day that we're recording this episode, he put up his first Sunday color strip, which I thought wow. was interesting. Mm-hmm. So, Put up a Sunday strip on Tuesday. Yeah, what's interesting about this is um, Opus ran during the George W. Bush presidency, mm-hmm. and with all the yeah. wackiness that is going on with the current political race, everyone's speculating that Bloom County is going to return from now until the end of the next president's term. Mm. And then it'll go away again. Well, Bloom County ended when Clinton was elected, I want to say. Right, right. Which worries me that, that Burke is somehow a, a predicator of Republican presidencies. I don't know. Don't know. I don't know is this, a, is, this a, is this a good thing for it to be back or not be back? It's It's one of those mixed bag. It's the Gonzo Whopper mixed blessing because on the one hand, it's a creator that I love and appreciate, but on the other hand, it's a creator that I love and appreciate 30 years after the point where I really loved and appreciated him. So it could be one of those things where he's back and he's better than ever. And it's, you know, a whole Ric Flair coming back because he's out of money thing, or it could be one of those last hurrahs that makes it clear why they retired in the first place. So, I don't know. Have the you ones guys that been, I've have seen you been, are funny. Yeah, the, have you guys read the ones that are out? There's only four of them out right now, including the Sunday one. And I, 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 th- I think they're right on par with what we've seen before. I do have one concern slash problem um, because at the end of the Sunday panel, uh, what's his name that was always smoking the cigarette and the cool dude? Um, Steve. Steve. Mm-hmm. At the very last panel of the of the Sunday one, he's gray haired, sitting in a wheelchair, and they're at the top of the hill, ready to go do their launch like they always do. Which implies that Steve has gotten older, but all the kids are the exact same age as we last saw them. Steve which is weird. Drive a wheelchair. Cutter John drives a wheelchair. Uh, but this isn't Cutter John. This is definitely Steve. I think oh. it's I think it's Steve. It looks like Steve to me. Um, implying that he's older now, and is in the wheelchair because they do say in comic that 25 years has passed Mm -hmm. since, um, since Opus was last awake 
And yet the kids are the exact same age as they were 25 years ago. And that's the only thing that I find weird. But other than that, I thought the, you know, uh, the big thing in the last uh, black and white strip before the color strip, uh, Opus is like, man, the last thing I remember was the, the Bush Clinton debates and all this other, you know, and just going on Arnold Schwarzenegger was in the movies and all this <laughs> stuff. And, and he's like, thank goodness I don't have to deal with that anymore. And he's opening up the newspaper and they're like, don't tell him, don't tell me what. Oh, and then, um, what is the, uh, the little, um, oh, I forget what the kid's name. Who's really smart that always would disassemble Milo, the, Milo is the introducing Oliver is the smart boy. Oliver had the banana junior computer. Okay. So that's Oliver is introducing Opus to Google and Google search. And he's like, okay, here's, here's how you can do this. Enter, enter a word of something that you find, um, that brings you a happy image. He's like, okay, suds. And now add another word, nuns. And then they're like, oh, no, no, God, no. And then uh, <laughs> I, I think it's I think it's funny. And I'm really glad that it's back. And uh, we'll see. I mean, this is one of those things that we're literally I don't think he's on a regular pattern right now. That's the only thing that I have an issue with is he needs to figure out whether he's going to be going every other day, every two days, three days a week or what it is and stick to that schedule. Because otherwise, people are going to, if he misses like three days in a row or something, people are going to forget to go to his Facebook page, which is the only place it appears that he's distributing this right now. And people are going to forget that it's out there. Now, his most recent one has something like 40, I'm sorry, uh, 58,000 likes Mm -hmm. and 18,000, almost 20,000 shares. So it's probably in line with the newspaper circulation 25 years ago. Um, that is definitely Cutter John in the last panel. Is it the- Cutter John? Okay. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I've seen some webcomic people post is like, yay, this is proof that webcomics have finally won out over newspapers. <laughs> because... Somebody as prolific as Bloom as as Berkeley is going to the web instead of trying to syndicate through newspapers for this new run. Well, newspaper comics are on the whole zombies, um, fifty and sixty and seventy year old strips that just go on and on and on. Or are one repeats, of the, yeah. One of the most popular strips is a strip done by a man who passed away like ten years ago. And it's still his work cycling back through. So mm-hmm. I don't know that that's necessarily a fair comparison. I would say that web comics probably defeated uh, newspaper comics a long time ago, but the newspaper comics are dead and just don't realize it. And they're, they're coming to eat your brain. Thoughts, Rodrigo? I, I think this is a creator that has, that already has a, very sizable following putting their work wherever they want. I don't, I don't know that this really proves or disproves anything about web comics. I think if he said my new, uh, Bloom County stuff is going to appear exclusively in USA today. A lot of people would be picking up USA Mm. today for it. A lot of people wouldn't have to because it just gets delivered yeah, to yeah, them. Yeah, but yeah. right, you know, at their you hotel room. Yeah, yeah. All right. Cool. Anything else on this? Mm, Binkley's hair is still ridiculous. Yeah, it is. Let's flip over to the CW. CW announcing a couple of casting uh, characters for the next seasons of Arrow and the Flash. They stand out for me because they're just a society characters. The first one is the announcement that uh, Echo Callum or Kellum will be playing Mr. Terrific. Um, but instead of, of Michael Holt, he's going to be going by the name of Curtis Holt, which is interesting. Uh, and then the other one will be over on the flash. And I'm betting this is in the first or second episode. Uh, we have uh, Adam Copeland, WWE wrestler will be playing Adam Smasher. Yep. And he'll be playing the villain version of Adam Smasher. There's a villain version of Adam. Smasher. Well, you know, Back when he was still uh, Cyclotron or whatever his name was. Uh, uh, Nuclon. Yeah, Nuclon. Yeah, yeah. Adam Smasher wasn't Cyclotron. Cyclotron was Adam Smasher's grandfather. But yeah, yeah I, get the, I get what you're going. Yeah. So uh, what do you guys think of that? Any, any thoughts on that? 
Uh, Edge is actually a pretty solid actor. He's been doing that uh, sci-fi show Haven for the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of down with that. I'm not familiar with Echo Kellum, but I don't know. He looks like a cool dude. I like his hair. Do you think, Rodrigo, that perhaps with the Justice League all tied up in big movie deals, mm-hmm. that maybe they're trying to form yet another superhero team in the form of the Justice Society that they can bring to the small screen? I I think they're I think that's exactly what they're doing. I think they're doing kind of the same thing that Marvel is doing in a different medium, right? Mm-hmm. Marvel first thing they did was uh, sell off all their big properties, not right. necessarily sell, but sell well, the rights. They so did. I mean, yeah, essentially, they sell they the rights to yeah. the to their big properties so that they would get turned into movies, and then they had to basically work with their all the B sides, mm-hmm. and they did a fantastic job of it. Yeah, um, I see what you did there. Um. <laughs> the, Nobody else sees what he did there. <laughs> sorry, it just like the praise just really throws me off. I'm just, I'm just really not used to it. From me um, or from just in general? Just in general. Oh, okay, you know where I work. Yes. Um. So um, they, they called and said you have to come in on Saturday. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm gonna f- file on those. Uh, <laughs> TPS report coverage. Yeah. In any have, case, you, have you been told we're using the new TPS report form? Yeah. And I anyway. tell you that you have to move your office down to the basement, but you don't have a basement, do you? Uh, actually, my office oh, okay. is, is in the, the basement. basement. Yeah, yeah. That's, if you, that's if not you even can a spray joke. for bugs while you're down there. Rodrigo. My my office <laughs> is the darkest, coldest place in that building. Because we're on the same like air conditioning as oh, yeah, yeah. As, like, the, as, as the, master control, yeah, yeah, yeah. so it gets really cold down there degrees. even during the summer. Yeah. In any case, what I'm getting at yes. is, yeah, all of all of your Trinity Plus characters are go are tied up in movies, so that means that if they want to push the TV stuff, they have to use your Justice Society characters, your mm-hmm. Justice League International characters. Your um, well, the, I mean, they've young heroes, Doom Patrol, yeah, uh, Doom Patrol. Matthew, how do you think that if they Teen are Titans. working towards if they are working towards a, a Justice Society series, mm-hmm. how does that conflict or uh, mesh with DC Legends of Tomorrow? I don't think it does or doesn't. I mean, Legends of Tomorrow, the character breakdown. Let's see, Hawkgirl was in the JSA, yeah, and so was Hawkman. A Hawkman, yeah. But there have been like 11 zillion Hawkmen. Uh, the Atom wasn't really the... Yeah, that Atom, Atom wasn't. Right. Uh, Rip Hunter, not really an issue. I think it's kind of a mix and match thing. It's the equivalent of when you're putting something together and you're putting something, you have all of these things to play with. You can take what you want and use it. I think it's going to be a matter of Whatever they call any team they make, whether they call it the Justice Society or, you know, the Friends of Super, whatever they call themselves, I think that it's going to be a random smattering of whoever they've got or whoever they can put together. I mean, the reason that we don't have a Doom Patrol film is because it's got the energy being and the girl who grows and the robot. But that doesn't mean we wouldn't see one or the other or parts of them here and there. I'd love to see a live action Elastic Girl. But then well, you have to already, find an actress who can grow 70 The feet interesting tall. thing about that, and it depends on, I mean, they've kind of already established that Elastigirl exists uh, in the uh, in the Arrowverse mm. because there have been two movies that feature the life and times of, uh, what's her name? Um, Rita Farr. Rita, yes. Uh, that have shown up in the background of The Flash. So they've kind of already established that that character is around in some way, shape, or form, whether she's fictional in the Flash universe or not. Uh, that is... That's somewhat interesting. I'm wondering, though, I have a feeling from what I've seen in um, in just some behind-the-scenes pictures, and I could be totally off, but it seems like because we see the Flash Museum, I'm thinking that the Atom Smasher is showing up in an alternate universe. Mm, could be the future. Or it could be Earth 2. And I'm wondering, would an Earth 2 series work of Justice Society in the you, CW Arrowverse. I don't think they can call it Earth 2, but it could, yeah. Um, and again, I think it's going to be one of those things where 
everything we know about continuity and alternate realities has changed. And according to DC lore, officially, the Arrowverse has its own Earth number. Right. It is an alternate reality of the worlds that we know. So theoretically, they could do crossovers with the the uh, comic book versions thereof. I think what we're going to see is honestly a collection of who's your favorite guy now? Can we put him in the budget? No, who's your next favorite guy? Oh yeah, they've they've been doing that though since since the beginning, dropping little hints and pieces throughout. Rodrigo, any thoughts on? Um, well, using an Earth two would that be too confusing for audiences if you've got Flash, Arrow, DC Legends of the Tomorrow, Supergirl, which may or may not exist in the Arrow universe, right. the Vixen then, series, which does, and then say, and then on technically top of it's that, in the Arrow universe, but it's Earth two with Jay Garrick and all these other characters that uh, that you've seen pop up throughout the series. I, I think that would be confusing. Usually I have a lot of faith in audiences to kind of roll with it. Yeah, yeah. But I think an entirely different live-action stuff that is both explicitly tied and explicitly not in the same universe would get a little confusing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, people are like, well, what's going to happen when The Flash is a different person? It's going to confuse in the movies. Yeah, it's going to yeah. confuse. I don't think and that's going to confuse nobody. Right. Nobody's going to be confused by um, that. But you take two things that look the same mm-hmm. and you put them on two different time slots mm-hmm. or like maybe back to back. Like yeah. that is going to confuse people unless they get really into it. So you kind of have like the fans of like comic book fans that are watching it, diehard fans of the Arrowverse that are mm-hmm. watching it and they'll be fine with it. They'll figure it out. Right. But your casual viewer is going to, I think is going to get this like confusion out of it. I'm going to make a prediction of someone else that we're going to see in one of these two shows, this next series, this uh-huh. next season stars and stripe. I think we're going to see star girl and, uh, and stripe the, the, in the stripe robot. robot. Yeah. Ro- outfit. Robot men. Yeah, the yeah. guy inside the yeah. Iron Man suit. <laughs> uh, I think that we will see that pop up this next year. And then it would be, especially if there's the Jay Garrett character is around, it's very easy then to just add in terrific Adam Smasher and like one or two other people. And then you have a Justice Society. I, I'm, I'm really surprised, especially looking at how complex the uh, um, the Adam costume is. Mm-hmm. I'm really surprised that we haven't seen any uh, Jaime Reyes Blue Beetle talk. I know, yeah. God, I, that's who I would love to see. Right? I mean, we've right? seen a teaser for that live action bit that mm-hmm. never came to pass, and it looked great. And I would love if if Warner Brothers CWDC wanted to say, okay, what's another series that we could hit all the right demographics all the right positives from everybody just adapt that blue beetle series yep. just you could even just pick it up right from the end of uh whatever that crisis event was and well there's 15 of us you, have i mean you wouldn't you would just have to say the event just like they do in the oh, daredevil sure. series the event and just say i got my powers <laughs> that way and then just okay. boom barrel through the whole that whole series but i have two series or whatever it was of of his adventures that would that would be awesome that would really be be awesome. Cool. All right. Uh, listeners, you can find out more about that over at Majorspoilers.com. Not about the uh, Blue Beetle series, but about JSA, Bloom County, and a whole lot more. It's all over at Majorspoilers.com. While you're over there, if you get the inclination, you get the itch <laughs> to buy some stuff, you might want to click on that Amazon link and go over and buy some cool things. I don't know what's popping up on my new for you thing. There's a Batman thing. There's a Tracer thing. There's a new Jim Butcher book out. Is that a new book? I saw Carl was reading it. Oh, I don't know. The, the Honestly, c- Carl, he's always reading. The Cinder yeah, Spires, the Aeronauts Windless. That is a Jim Butcher book. It's not a, uh, a Dresden. What? It's not a Dresden Files book. Oh, well, you can you can go get that heart. The new Harper Lee. Oh yeah, you can go get the new Harper Lee yeah. book that has everybody all upset. Um, there's another book here called, <laughs> called please don't uh, taunt the octopus. You could buy some Ant-Man toys if you're so inclined. <laughs> what is that about? I don't know. Let's see. Please don't taunt to... the octopus. This is the Kindle edition by Mira Grant. Dr. As Dr. Abby knows, there are difficulties in running an underground virology lab in a post rising America. 
An unwanted guest must be dealt with. That's all it says. That's your description. Wow. All right. Right now it has four and a half out of five stars with six people rating it. So there you go. But whatever you buy, it could be one of these, uh, there's a bunch of watches there for some reason that have po- popped up on my Oh, uh, it's because you clicked new. on go set a watchman. So Maybe. all the watches. Are- Maybe. Uh, whatever you buy, if you go through that link over at Majorspoilers.com, a little bit comes back our way and helps us uh, do fine shows like this week after week after week. That thing we do. Yes. All right. Let us do some reviews. Reviews. This week, I'm taking a look at Power Up Number One from Boom Studios imprint Boom Box. This is written by Kat Leth or Kate Leth and Matt uh, Cummings doing the art. Um, apparently, every millennium or whatever, <laughs> that four warriors would rise when a sun explodes, but it would happen at a very certain point in time. But what would happen? If the timing was way off and four unsuspecting people suddenly found themselves with powers and they're being assaulted by creatures from another dimension or just mysterious creatures. So we're introduced to a uh, to Amy, who's a young 20 something working at a pet shop and seeing really kind of how awful her life is. Uh, we And this this issue really kind of follows mostly what goes on with her as she wakes up in the morning after this star has exploded and uh, she goes to work and it's just a n- normal average day for her. But then she's attacked inside the pet shop. And we also find out about uh, Kevin, who's an ex-athlete uh, who is affected by these powers. And uh, Sandy, who's a mother of two teenagers and how she's affected by these powers. And also Silas, who's a goldfish, who's affected by these powers. <laughs> the four of them must team up and they must fight something. Although we really don't find out about that too much in this issue. We find out that um, Amy's powers have activated as have Sandy's and the fish. Uh, we don't know so much about Kevin yet, uh, but this is a six issue miniseries. It's really kind of different. I kind of like how the story is starting off and I want to see how these people come together and fight off this unknown power. The art is really different. It's not something that you would normally find. I guess the closest, and I've seen a lot of other people comment about this too, that they say the art feels very much like Steven Universe style art. Uh, So if you're into that kind of thing, that that's good. Everybody kind of has a cutesy roundish uh, look to them, but, uh, but I'm okay with the art and I'm interested kind of to see what happens next. I think it is worth checking it out. Uh, It is out this week from boom studios. I'm giving a power up number one. Of six, I'm giving it three and a half slices of meatloaf. Nice. So there you go. Hooray. Yeah, it's, it probably, and I don't know if I, no, I'm not going to say anything more about this. I thought that there was at one point a panel or a page out of order in our review copy, which made me think, oh, is this a translation from a different uh, medium or different, different country? But no, that's not the case right now. So, but go check it out. Power up number one from Boombox. Matthew, what do you have this week? I have from Image Comics Island number one. And I have been looking forward to this comic. I didn't know it. I didn't expect it. I hadn't thought that this comic was existing or really knew anything about it before I picked it up and somebody said, hey, you should totally check this out. But I have apparently been looking forward without even realizing it. To this comic. And I want to say, first of all, I grew up and started reading comics in the midst of a big black and white comics boom. A lot of independent books being produced, a lot of anthologies, a lot of wild and kind of unexpected, unpredictable, sometimes very stream of consciousness stuff. So that's my kind of my basis of comics. I love it when I read a book and I get into it and I'm like, I have no idea what's going on, but this is great. The first drawn panel of this book is a head coming up out of the water and then a cartoon creature falling out of his mouth and saying, oh, I can do anything I want. Well, cannibalism, obviously, but we'll work our way up to this. And then we cut into our first story. The first story is one of the most amazing first chapters I've read in a while, Uh, written by Emma Rios, I think also drawn by her, but it's entirely red tones reds and pinks and kind of warm tones there's no blues no greens 
And it seems to be set in a weird dystopian future. Really fascinating characters, a really entertaining premise. I, I want to come back next issue to read more of this story. And I think when it comes to an anthology, you have to have that big punch in the face right in the beginning. You have to have a hook that will bring you back. This issue, by the way, is like 100 pages. It is a mm. massive comic book. There's a lot of story in it. And a lot of that story is, like I said, strange stream of consciousness stuff. There are two chapters back to back. One chapter is the story of a, a strange young man who may also be a werewolf. And the next chapter is the story of the creatures and the rats and the things that live in his apartment, I think. So all, <laughs> I so this is an anthology series and, and all the stories are tied together then? Or is that what you're saying? They're not all tied together. Some are tied together and some transition in and out. Um, but there are several chapters of a story with an ongoing, I don't know if I'd even call it a narrative. It's set in the same place. Let's put it that way. Okay. So some of the stories share a setting and sort of transition and weave in and out. There is also the second piece in this book is entirely a text piece by Kelly Sue DeConnick uh, about her dead friend, Maggie Estep. And it's basically just a long story about this was my friend and this is why I loved her and now she is gone. And I would like to officially declare a moratorium right now. Kelly Sue DeConnick, I know you're listening. I know you're out there. Stop making me cry with your comic books just just stop it just, i don't think she's gonna it. listen to you i don't think she is either but i know she's listening i know you can hear me kelly sudiconic good work excellent chunk of story um parts of the book are in color parts of the book are sort of that that uh monotone the monochrome intentionally parts of it seem to be in black and white I think this is a book that Rodrigo would like because at one point they've gone to a, a whale buffet and they're ordering what kind of whale to eat. And their uh, waiter is a penguin who's explaining the wonders of eating cetaceans. But really this is, <laughs> it, it's kind of a wild ride. You know, when you get into an anthology, you don't know what you're going to get. And this has a lot of the feel of those, you know, 80s independent comics, although it does have color. Most of them, as I say, were black and white. This is even the bad parts. And there are there are things that I consider to be downturns in it. There are parts of it that I like less than other. Even the worst part of this book is still entertaining. Okay, I'm going to sell this book to Rodrigo right now. Are you ready? Yeah. One of the characters in this book is called Dagger Proof Mummy. Nice. He's a mummy who is immune to daggers and cats, living anthropomorphic cats want to stab him. Also, there are anthropomorphic cats. Nice. Um, it, it's a f just a fascinating book to read through. It, 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 like I say, it is up and down. It is a very long read, but it's one of those rare comics that you can pick up and put down, set down, come back later, get to that next chapter. Pick it up again later. It's a, it's a book that would read over, you know, several sittings if you really wanted it to. Three and a half slices of meatloaf for Island Number One, a very impressive debut for me. It's, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how to describe it. I don't know if it's something that it showed up and there was a need for it and now I have it and I'm going to be reading it each month, if that makes any sense at all. Is it worth the uh, eight bucks? It's a hundred pages for eight bucks. I mean, if you're paying two ninety nine for twenty pages, it's well, five but, we're, times as much but I mean, it's five times as much. But were the stories each worth yes. two ninety nine? Yeah, I would pay seven seven ninety nine for this book up and down. If it's a monthly book at seven ninety nine and it's still at this level and there's still this quality of material in it, yeah, I would still pay for it. Cool. Excellent. All right, thank you, Matthew and Rodrigo. What's going on with our favorite alien? All uh, right. Resident alien. I mean, the Sam Hain mystery. Yeah. That guy. <sighs> Dude. Um, so, Resident Alien, the Sam Hain mystery number three. Did you do number two? I might have skipped number two. Okay. I've read it. Okay. But I don't think. Because <laughs> I, I just. I remember you did, you did number one, yeah. but I couldn't remember if you talked so, about number two or not. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. 
we ended up doing like I had number two ready to go and review mm-hmm. and then i think we might have done like the peter coogan interview oh right right might have like expanded past it but i've read it okay cool which is you know like okay i got this ready to go and then just never reviewed it cool so um to catch you up on what happened on resident alien the sam Hain mystery number two um our friendly uh space alien doctor detective has um, found a story that really, really, really reads like a murder confession. And at the end of that story, he goes and basically finds the person that he thinks wrote it. Mm, Okay. And by the end of that issue, this person basically is not denying that it was them that did it. So I expected at the beginning of this issue that he was going to get a shovel to the head. Um, (laughs) But no, they just kind of sit down and they have a pleasant chat about it. Um, The uh, murderer fills in the details of the murder to the doctor and basically says, well, if you're going to turn me in, then turn me in. You know, it's like you figured it out. So and I'm not going to like kill you or anything. So um not today yeah <laughs> uh and but just, did the did the end of that last issue kind of set up like oh he's gonna get it and then suddenly it does a swerve on you here mm, well no it seemed pretty pleasant and that's kind of why i assumed that that was gonna happen because yeah. it was like it wasn't setting that up mm, interesting so i was just like oh well the swerve here is this but it wasn't and that is in fact why I feel that this issue was actually extremely weak. Mm. Um, Basically, last issue, he figures it all out. He figures out who this person is, what happened, why the murder happened, why it was kind of in-story justified. Right. Um, He theorizes about how she got rid of the body and everything. And then this issue, we just kind of... They talk about it, they fill in some details, then he decides whether to turn her in or not. Um, And, you know, two kind of interesting things happen in this issue. Okay. Um, One, both of which are completely unrelated to the the mystery. Uh, One is... um, there's an implication that his assistant was involved in some kind of crime. And the two, um, there's only a handful of people who can see him as an alien. Everybody else is fooled by his space alien telepathy. Right. Um, and the granddaughter of the murderer can see him as an alien. Mm. So we find that out. Mm-hmm. Um, which would be a big deal, except that it's not. Again, this issue was just like just <laughs> such a. So this is probably the, the drag. This one and the next one will probably be the drag in a six issue arc. Then I, I guess. Um, the thing is, is like, uh, I think this is it for the Sam Hain mystery. I think at the end of this issue, there was this thing, and it's like it shows kind of like this preview, and it says Resident Alien will return in two thousand sixteen. Hmm. So I think this was it. Wow, okay. Um, so then kind of a letdown? Really a kind letdown. Kind of a letdown. You know, the art is great. I, I really enjoyed the art in this issue. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've I've enjoyed all the art in the Resident Alien stuff. Um, and it is the conclusion, and there are some interesting moments, which again are largely not related to it. None of the information that's filled in in this one is really relevant. It's more... I mean, it's relevant in that it's emotional stuff from the murderer's perspective, but you can infer it from that, you know, kind of like fictionalized confession that they find. Right. So I was just like, like, I was just like flipping each page expecting for there to be something, some sort of twist, something our space alien investigator doctor had not figured out. And that was going to be like, but there wasn't. It's just like. The most pleasant conversation about a murder you will ever read. Huh. Um, so, all right, I'm going to give this two and a half slices of meatloaf. It's, n- like, 
kind of a letdown, but for what is generally a pretty strong comic, so, mm-hmm. you know, nothing bad. It was just kind of nothing new either. It All it really does is set up the next arc. Yeah. Um, but doesn't also doesn't give you too much information about it either. Not enough to really be, um, kind of that big of a deal. Eh, you know, eh, it's okay. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, you can't. They can't all be winners for yes. everybody, right? I mean, these are our opinions and our thoughts. And I know some people don't always agree with us. Some people always agree with us, and sometimes uh, people agree with us and don't agree with us. So something for everybody. Every time you read a major spoilers review. Yay! Right? Yay! Uh, you can find more reviews and news and all that good stuff over at Majorspoilers.com. Uh, let's see. Oh, let's get to the Major Spoilers poll of the week. Week, 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 week. This week, we're going back into the trade paperback. This is one of those new things we're doing this year. Uh, and people are like, wait, it's July. And it's like, no, we're talking about the new year, the 10th year of Major Spoilers. The new fiscal year. The new fiscal year of Major Spoilers. <laughs> Where we let you pick the trade paperbacks that we are reviewing in the near future. So, uh, and I think we'll review this like the week we come back from uh, Nertacular. So you guys get to pick it by heading over to Majorspoilers.com. And your choices this week or this month, The Last West Volume 2, which uh, we did the first volume. And the creators were like, oh, we really liked your guys' uh, everybody's comments and thoughts. And they sent us the uh, the second volume, which is out now. Batman Earth One, which I believe I've reviewed on the site already before when it first came out. And then something uh Gold Digger that uh that I've been threatening Matthew that we would review at some point. Is that the is that a That's the f- manga? It's not really a manga because it's from an American creator, but oh, it's but... drawn in that style oh, okay. with uh anthropomorphic people's Running oh, around like throughout. Cat, cat people. Some cat people, cheetah people, and just regular people too. Right. Um, cheetah people. People yeah, people. cheetah people. So those are the three, ladies and gentlemen, and you will have until the end of the week, basically Sunday, to vote on this. Uh, right now, Matthew, who is in the lead? Right now, in the lead, we have... Where is my poll of the week? Batman Earth 1, an unexpected win. Uh, who would have thought that a Batman... I was really hoping people would go for Gold Diggers, to be honest. Gold Digger is second at 26%, 53 votes in the bag, which means that eh, 10 people could turn this thing around for the Gold Digger. Yeah. Now, these were all suggested. Mm-hmm. All of these were suggested by our listeners. And I think the only reason, again, Gold Digger showed up on the list is because I've been threatening Matthew with it over at uh, Dueling Reviews. But if you would like to, <laughs> if you would like to suggest another trade going forward, here's what you need to do. Just send me an email, podcast at majorspoilers.com, and then your suggestion will go into the hopper, and then at least once a month, we will pull three titles out, let you decide, and uh, whichever one has the most votes is what we will look at. And then those and people have asked before, well, what happens to those books that don't get selected? Are they completely removed? Nope, they go back into the hopper, and we'll shuffle it around again, and they will appear again in the future. So uh, those are the three that we have this month and thank you everybody i mean i think after the last episode i think i got in something like let me look here i think i got in like 20 suggestions uh nice. to appear on the list and i'm just going right down the list right now so um yeah send those in podcast at majorspoilers.com see if there's any comments so far gold digger yeah here's what kirby says gold digger so matthew can use up all of his i'm not saying she's a gold digger but <laughs> And then, uh, and then Ray follows that up with, I I voted for Batman year one. So Matthew can't use up all of his, I'm not saying she's a gold digger, but references. Right. So there you go. Uh, our sponsor this week, tweakedaudio.com loved tweaked audio, love their earbuds. Glad that they, uh, that they sponsor this episode of major spoilers podcast. And most episodes of major I think they're in every episode and it's and it, there's a reason why they're in every episode because uh they've got some great deals. Yeah. You got these uh, earbuds that have the built-in microphone that come in a different colors. In fact, we're giving a, one away and I'm going to be choosing the winner tomorrow. Is it me? No, it's not you. You can't win. Ah, oh, man. Uh but here's the best thing about all this. Okay. If you go to tweakedaudio.com, you get yourself a pair of tweaked audio headphones and use the checkout code major, M-A-J-O-R. Use that checkout code 
you can save 33% off your price. Oh man, I love me some tweaked audio uh, headphones, earbuds, whatever they have. Lots of different styles. If, if the thing is where you like those things that go way down into your ear canal, they've got those. If you've got like the little earbuds that just hang off the edge, they've got those. Go check them out. Tweakedaudio.com. Thank you, Tweaked Audio, for your support of the Major Spoilers podcast. Uh, I had somebody lined up this week to uh, call in. I don't think he sent it. Let me double check. Um, to send me a rundown of the sh- of the books that they were looking for this week. Mm-hmm. But he didn't get the email till late, and he was working late tonight. So I don't think he had it in. All so right. we don't have that from one of our listeners this week. But uh, if you would like to maybe call in and suggest three books that you're looking for in the next week, just reach out to me again, podcast at Majorspoilers.com. I will let you know what you need to do, and then you just need to get it to me by Tuesday afternoon before we record so we can include it in this part of the show, which is now missing. So there you go. <laughs> Hi, my name is Matthew. I am looking forward to the island. No, we, no. Uh, okay. Ah. Let's see. What else we got going on, Rodrigo? What else do we have going on? Yep. Uh, let's see. Did we talk about tweaked audio? We did talk about tweaked audio. Um, <laughs> did we talk about the poll of the week? Yes, we did. Well, I guess that's it. <laughs> Thanks for listening, Gat. <laughs> you, you, you got nothing to, nothing that you wanted to bring up this week? Uh, I have something that I wanted to bring up this week. Sure. Um... So I was watching an episode of Batman Beyond, like you do. Yeah. And um, I, I, I thought, this, by the way, is one of the best episodes of Batman Beyond, the Egg Baby. The Egg one? The Egg yeah. Baby one? The Egg yeah. Baby. Oh. Yeah. Um, and it, it really struck me as I was watching it. I thought, wow, this episode of Batman Beyond is one of the best Spider-Man stories I've mm-hmm. ever seen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, refresh my memory, is the Egg Baby one where he and uh, his girlfriend have to take care of one of those eggs to prove that they can be good parents Actually, or whatever it is? Actually, it's him and another girl because oh, yeah, they okay. get paired up paired randomly. Up but yeah, yeah, it's the school, something completely non-Batman related, mm-hmm. gives him uh, this egg, this robot egg that acts like a baby and he has to take care of it. Um, and basically because he can't abandon it, he can't just leave it at home. He has to take it with him on missions right? and it causes all kinds of problems. And basically the episode becomes pretty much 100% about the egg baby. There's this like criminal that's also doing things, but it's all about the egg baby. Yeah. yeah. Um, and again, uh, you know, it's like, it's not like Spider-Man has the, um, the monopoly on like, your crazy teenage your, drama your teenage life yeah interferes with super heroics or the other way around and in fact it is kind of generally the other way around right mm-hmm. peter parker's like oh gosh i can't get anything done because i'm spider-man <laughs> um but in this one it's kind of the other way around it's like uh something from his actual life is interfering with the other stuff. So I, I don't know. I guess I wanted to like, do you, can you guys remember something that you were watching or reading and thought like you were reading X-Men and you thought to yourself, this is the best episode of days of our lives I've ever seen <laughs> or anything well, like that. Well, yeah. Every time I see that movie barbed wire, I'm like, Oh, this is the worst remake of Casablanca <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. Oh, uh, that's, 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 a, that's a, that's probably a good example, but no, I mean, um, I've mentioned it before on the show, the um, Star Wars Clone Wars episode, which is basically the Magnificent Seven or Ran. And they even say that right up front that this episode is dedicated to Akira Kurosawa. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one is really a good episode that shows how you can take a source material and tweak it just enough, keep the same themes in it, uh, and then uh, and then tell something that is r- still really a good story. So those would be two examples for me. Matthew, what about you? I have something similar that happens to me is um, it's not exactly the same thing, but whenever we have discussions about Grant Morrison's run on new X-Men, maybe five, 10 years ago, mm-hmm. people are like, Oh, it's the worst X-Men story ever. I'm like, it may be bad X-Men, but it's great comics. It's an amazing story. It just, nobody who loved the X-Men before that seems to really appreciate the book for what it is. And I feel like when you get down to it, sometimes you read into these things 
if you come at it saying, I love the X-Men and this is what I like from the X-Men, and somebody gives you something really wild and wacky, sometimes you'll have that opposite response of, I don't like this because it's not the X-Men that I know. I, you know, I have that discussion a couple of times a year about that specifically, but it also comes up in uh, Batman Brave and the Bold. Mm-hmm. Well, I yeah, love we kind Brave of talk about Bold. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Brave and the Bold is basically the best Superman story starring Batman you're ever going to see in a lot of ways. Because really, that Batman can do no wrong. And when I complain about a Batman who's always prepared for every contingency and always has a plan and never fails and never falls down and is always perfect and I hate that, I don't hate it in Brave and the Bold. <laughs> I love it in Brave and the Bold. And I, you know, I love it when they invert things on me and it's like, this is a great story. I don't know if it's a Batman story, but it's a great story anyway. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. No, I picked mine. Matthew talked about his. Anything else that has popped up besides uh, the Batman uh, Egg Baby one for you? Um, not necessarily. I think there is stuff. I mean, the other thing is, you know, recently we talked about the Twilight Zone. Right. So I think sometimes watching the Twilight Zone and the other way around, sometimes you watch an episode of the Twilight Zone and you think, wow, that was a great Outer Limits episode mm-hmm. and vice versa, right? It's mm-hmm. like, wow, that was a great Twilight Zone episode I yeah, just yeah, watched yeah. on the Outer Limits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And that a lot of the times has to do with how terrible the ending was. Sure. You know, if something if something turns around and everybody dies screaming, you instinctively, I instinctively think, hey, Outer Limits episode. Yeah. But then again, you know, that kind of also happens in every issue of What If, too. So, What are you guys reading that is not comics? Anything? Uh, let's see. I was reading something. It was a, a booky thing. Yeah, what was it? <sighs> I can't remember now. It wasn't really particularly thrilling to me. I wasn't. It wasn't something that I'm going to keep reading. But <sighs> I think the last thing I read that wasn't comics was also comics. It was Understanding Comics, uh, Scott McCloud. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a, With, that's a good book. And really, if you listeners, if you've never listened to uh, or read that book then you really should read Scott McCloud's Understanding Comics. It's really good. And then he's done another one, a follow-up one, mm-hmm. uh, just a few years ago. I forgot what the title of that one was. I think it's was. called Reinventing Comics. Reinventing Comics, Comics. okay. Yeah, um, there should be a, a third one in that trilogy somewhere down the line, I'm sure. I'm sure he's probably got one. It'll have to happen. Right now I'm reading about uh, search engine optimization. Woohoo! Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, so that's really exciting. Hey, it is exciting. It is, and it really is actually. And uh, it's an arms race, search it, engine optimization. It really is, and I probably get about ten emails a day from people that are like, "Hey, uh, we can help you get higher ranked. We can guarantee that you're on the first page of Google." And all the time, I'm like, "Yes," by creating all these fake things that yeah. are going to actually end up shooting yeah. us in the foot later on. So no. <laughs> I might as well just do it our way so that we can get up there and get ranked yeah. and all that good well, stuff. And then um, the other book, there's one that I'm interested in reading and that's the new John green. Uh, what the hell is that one called? Um, paper. What is it? Paper, paper trees. Tiger. No paper towns. Paper towels. And if you guys have not... Uh, John Green? Yeah, the John Green story, Paper Towns. And I think it's a movie that is it's just a, out. It's about to come out. It's about to come out. And I want to read the book, but uh, do you guys know what a paper town is? No. That's so a paper town. he actually, if you go over to... Ah, crap. Now I forgot what their YouTube channel is. Um, Crash Course? No, no, no. It's the one where they explain like 25 unknown things about... Ah, crap it. I'll have to find it here. But essentially, uh, he explains it in one of his latest videos. But essentially, long time ago when they were making maps, they wanted to make sure that people just weren't copying their map and releasing it under another company's name. So they mm. would create these little fictional towns wow. somewhere on the map <laughs> or in different, in different states or whatnot. And these were paper towns because they only appeared on paper. And if you went there, that town didn't exist. And that's kind oh, of wow. how they would check with copyright. There was actually a copyright uh, lawsuit um, in our city about 20 years ago, 15, 20 years ago, where the phone book uh, sued a company that uh, was also into the phone business because they just basically copied the database from the other company's phone book and published it as their own. Oh, and uh, you can go find that if you look it up. It's, uh, I think it's Southwestern Bell versus whatever. I think it's Next Tech in Hayes, Kansas. You can go and find out what happened there. 
Uh, but that's what they were doing with his Paper Towns. And John Green's new book takes that title, but I don't really know too much more beyond that as far as the, the book and the movie goes. But I want to r- read that and watch the movie and then uh, and then, you know, see what see what that's all about. I have not still not watched The Fault in Our Stars, with the, which is John Green's other book. Mm-hmm. Um, I have actually watched that. Have you watched it? Is it good? Yeah, Widget loved it. She's actually reading the book now. Cool. But uh, yeah, it, it's it's interesting. It's got the problem that I had was I watched it right after I watched another movie mm. where the main male and female character in the other movie it's divergent siblings. Yeah, yeah in divergent yeah, yeah. they were siblings. In The Fault in Our Stars, they were making out all the time. <laughs> and it was difficult for me to make that jump because my brain was was going, weren't they just brother and sister last week? And then I started creating this complex mythology of how they got back from the future and their forbidden love allowed them to pretend to be dying because they're back from the future and they don't have, you know, any protection against our diseases, so they're dying. And that, But nobody knows that they're brother and sister, so they can make out all they want. Okay. Sorry, uh, it was just the thing that came to my head. The channel the channel that I'm thinking of is Mental Floss, which uh, is if you're not subscribed to Mental Floss, go check their YouTube channel out because they put out really great things. Uh my favorite though is when they put out like I think it comes out on Mondays is their misconceptions show, mm-hmm. which is like I think the latest one is like 15 misconceptions about STIs. Sure. Or um and then they have, you know, 20 you know, X number of things that you didn't know about this. And those are, those are really good. They're very, usually not too long. They're about at most, I think 10 minutes, but most of them are about five minutes long. Really great way to learn stuff. And of course that ties into the mental floss magazine and then the brothers blog and all that other stuff. So uh, go check that out. And then one I just got tuned into today, but I haven't gotten it yet is so you've been publicly shamed mm-hmm. and <laughs> it talks about being called out in social media and dealing with that and that kind of stuff. Um, Chris Hardwick had mentioned it and unfortunately I couldn't buy the audiobook because freaking iTunes was up and down all day today. And I'm not sure I can still even buy it. Uh, Apple is having some problems with a number of their, of their systems out there. So those are the three books that I've in the process of reading or about to read or would like to read if Apple could get their stuff together. Rodrigo, you got a book? Uh, no, I've, I've been, just kind of reading other non-comic stuff kind of around. One of the things that I really like reading is the um, Tetrapod Zoology blog mm-hmm. from Scientific American. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I also like listening to the Tetrapod Zoology podcast. I haven't in a long time because my iPod went on the fritz. Uh-oh. And I've just been having a, a heck of a time trying to get my podcast in order. Uh, so I haven't listened to it in a long time. Um, but for example, today um, there's a a great article about how pangolins are more closely related to carnivores, mm-hmm. to basically what we think of like uh, regular carnivores, than they are to um, xenarthrans, which are like uh, anteaters. Mm-hmm. Even though they're very similar looking, it's just kind of like a, a oh yeah, don't they, the it's spiny, like convergent don't they have evolution. The thing on their back. Yeah, they're the, yeah, yeah. the pangolins are like the super armored anteater yeah, yeah, looking yeah, yeah, yeah. guys. Okay, that's what I thought. Um, but they're not that closely related to anteaters. They just have kind of that oh. convergent evolution thing going. That's weird. Cool. Anything else for you, Matthew, that you're checking out? Really, honestly, most of my reading is on the internet lately, and I've been kind of just going through, and I have found a really depressing uh, thing that has happened to Three of my favorite go-to sites for killing time. Yeah. I call it the disappearing up their own butt. Where you you go and one of them, I don't want to mention their name because I don't want to send anybody there. It's oh, not no, I know. It, I'm pretty sure I know which one you're talking about. It's basically listicles, endless listicles. But they have become so cynical. And it feels like an editorially mandated cynicism in everything. So even when you're reading something that feels like it has merit, you'll have this voice that pops up that kind of says, the editor told me to say something terrible about spiders here. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, the one that really breaks my heart is uh, after their recent reworking. I don't want to tell you their name, but it's about tropes on TV. Um, there's a point where, when you know how when you break something down, you break something down and for a while it's interesting. You're like, Oh, look at all these awesome pieces. And then you break it down and you break it down and you break it down so much that it's broken. 
like completely broken and it's no fun anymore. Yeah, you ever like, had that? It's like saying the same word over and over and over again until it right. loses its meaning. Pangolin, 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 pangolin. It's exactly that because it's like when you know when you have a new toy and you're a kid and you you disassemble it with a screwdriver to see how it works. But you take it apart too far and you don't know how to put it back together and now all you have is a piece of a busted toy. That's the point where things have gotten for me on some of some of my favorite pages, um, which, you know, is kind of heartbreaking to me. I'm, I'm used to going and having people say things that I've never heard before, but instead, you know, it's all references to the Earl is of Is that Lemon just Pratt. because you're too familiar with the topics? It depends, honestly. Even topics that I'm super familiar with, there's stuff that I learned. Did I tell you that I learned about a Super Sentai ally this week that I'd never heard of? Never. Did you Did you learn about it from TV Tropes? No. Okay. Then. I learned about it entirely by accident. I'm doing a little something behind the scenes uh, that uh, I'm working on, and all of a sudden there's this character, and I'm like, who the bloody hell is that? And you know it's serious when I you know do my Stewie Griffin voice. So I had to go. Oh, okay. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't. You I thought you're doing your Stephen Fry voice. No, my Stephen Fry voice is more nasal and deeper. Oh, okay. I can't. I can't do it when I've had nachos. Cool. Well, All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, then I think that wraps it up for this week. Then. Thank you, everybody, for downloading and listening, and thank you to all of our Major Spoilers VIPs. Uh, without you, you, we wouldn't be able to do a lot of this stuff that we do at Majorspoilers.com and uh, all across our podcast network and all the other things that we do. If you would like to help us out for a small monthly contribution of 2 5 or $10 a month and get bonus stuff in addition to all the things you're already getting, just head over to members.majorspoilers.com, sign up. We've had a lot of people. I bet we've had, like, I want to say like 20 new people signed up in the last week. Thank you to all of you who have signed up. And uh, we want to try to get those numbers up there a little higher so that we can do this show live for you week after week after week. It can happen. You can make it happen. We're less than 400 away now. I think we're 300, 375 people away from making this happen right now. Help us help you. That's what help it is, us. really. Help I mean, that's what it is. Show us the money. No, that's a different part of that same movie members.majorspoilers.com and next week I think I haven't heard back from him because uh, San Diego Comic Con I think next week it's a whole thing with uh, Dr. Peter Coogan uh, again we're trying to get him on at least once a month to talk about stuff and I think we're due next week also next week remember we are off to Nerdtacular 2015 in the beautiful Snowbird Resort in uh, Salt Lake City, Utah if you are online on Saturday I have been told by multiple people that yes our Major Spoilers slash Critical Hit panel will be streamed live uh, so nice. that you can uh, log into that and listen to it. And, of course, we'll get the audio file after the panel is over. So we will also put that up on the Major Spoilers uh, podcast network feeds, wherever that they may be. So we've got that going on. I'm hosting a couple of panels. Matthew's sitting on a panel. Rob is sitting on a panel. Rodrigo may be sitting on a uh, competition. Uh, but you can go check all of that out at nerdtacular.com and check out all the streaming adventures that are going on over there next week from basically uh, Thursday night through Saturday night. Nertacular.com. And we'll be back because we know that you love comics. We do too. And we will talk with you soon. Fat Dick's revision of Superman. I could save a few bucks and stand around and read through the covers of the comics on the stand. But although every other page would be backwards, I suppose, I could still read the evens and the odds. Well, I don't know. Guess I haven't thought this all the way through. Plus, as soon as the comic book store guy knew, he kicked my butt out on the corner. What a major spoiler, what a major spoiler. Oh, and think about a better way, if I was hulking green or gray, I could just bust through that brick wall, take their comic books away. But then the little meat would deal with all the tanks and bombs and guns. Have you ever tried to read a series with all that going on? Guess I need to rethink this plan. How would I back and board my comics with such huge hands? Guess I already told ya. What a major spoiler, what a major spoiler, yeah, 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 what a major spoiler, what a major spoiler. 
like a man of iron. Might not be surprised to find that I might actually have the heart cold to follow an entire storyline. Would I really even need to read up on all those escapades? I mean, who needs such distractions when your sister's such a babe? But the downside is such a beast. Being shot up in a fine be in the Middle East with a King Santo and soldier. What a major spoiler! What a major spoiler! Yeah, yeah, yeah! What a major spoiler! Wow, 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 wow! What a major spoiler! This podcast is copyright 2015 by Major Spoilers Entertainment LLC.